What's up, everybody? It's John Bush from Armored Saint, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone. Sunny back here with another new episode of Interview Under Fire. John Bush, thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. A yeah, big yeah. time of the year for you and the guys over at Armored Saint with the release of your eighth studio album, Punching the Sky, which comes out October 23rd on Metal Blade Records. Congratulations on all of the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far. But before we get to all that, I want to ask a very important question. It's a oh. very simple question. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot, and I think it's it's a, it's an important question to ask nowadays. How are you? <laughs> how, how have things been for you and the band as of late? And how's everything been since our lives have pretty much changed since March? We're already half a year into this. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty healthy. Um, uh, I try to stay active, uh, you know, to make the body strong, to, to hopefully, gosh, hopefully not get this thing. Um, right. It, and then in the unlikely event, if I did to be able to fight it off pretty quickly, but I hope that does not happen. Um, you know, my, uh, I, I live with my wife and my two children and, um, I feel bad for them because their lives have changed a lot and it's, they're very athletic kids and they get to go and play a lot of sports and that's kind of changed for them. Although my son has been playing hockey lately. So, um, you know, we're awesome. We're hoping that he's, he's the, the people he's playing with are not, are healthy as well. And that's uh, a, a big question mark, but in the end we're trying to, uh, we're spending a lot of time as a family and that's a good thing. And that's a great thing actually. So we're trying to, I'll, I'll give a positive spin on it. Um, at the same time, you know, we, I miss going to shows, let alone, um, playing shows, obviously. So, um, you know, our life's changed as we all have had changes in our lives. And uh, I'm just trying to be optimistic that, that uh, you know, they'll either get a vaccine that we can believe in soon um, without compromising and or we can, um, you know, one day it'll just mysteriously disappear, like Trump says, which I doubt will happen. <laughs> but um, hey, maybe it will. I don't know. Let's see. I mean, you know, uh Staying busy is a def definitely like challenging time. Which, by the way, I love that your son is doing hockey. I'm a huge hockey fan, so oh, great. not great. usually. Good. Uh, hey, we got a game seven coming up in like a couple That's hours. Cool. I'm already, I'm already like on the edge of my seat. So That's cool. not, not usually what you hear from, from someone from Texas. Usually it's the Cowboys and whatnot. But That's anyway, really that, hey, I, I appreciate that. Like we, we, we can use all the good vibes from John Bush of all people. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask, you know. Uh, Spending time with your family is definitely an important thing. And again, it's a challenging time for all of us. Does this pandemic, now that you're home, now that you're kind of just away from the stage a lot, does it open up new things for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed about yourself before? Well, that's a good question. Um, you did yeah, do the, you, yeah, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. You did do the isolation song re-recording right. of 1987's yeah. Raising Fear. So there's that. Right. That was fun. That was, it was, a, it was a cool little project. Um, you know, it was, uh, I, I don't remember whose idea exactly it was. Maybe the record company actually, I think it was maybe Tracy, Joey's wife. Um, but in the end, it was fun to do that song because it's a song we really haven't played much uh, in in years. I think maybe since the 80s, quite honestly, but it was the obvious track to, to play because we were in isolation. Um, yeah. Uh, and it was, we played, a, we had to do a different version of it because it was kind of acoustic with, and we, so we had to kind of retool it. 
um, which is fun. And now we're going to play it live at this live stream that we're going to do as a band. So that'll be fun. So that kind of inspired to do the, to doing that. Um, you know, probably, uh, you know, when you're, when you're home alone and, uh, you're, I don't know, it's, it's just, again, it's all uncharted territory for most people and I'm no exception to it. So, um, we, when it comes to making music, you know, when you're singing something like isolation at home on the computer, um, for me, at least it was, it was just real important to, to be on my game because, um, it's, you know, you're, you're kind of naked out there, even though you're in your house. And I didn't do it naked, by the way. <laughs> but, um, but in the sense that you're, you're singing it by yourself, um, and that's challenging. So, um, you know, as a singer or, or any musician, if you're playing with your band, you know, if you make a mistake, usually it just kind of goes by and you go, oh, you know, I did that. Or I hit a weird note. Okay, it's all right. We're on to the next part. Um, but when you're doing something like that, like we did, um, you're kind of on your own. So you have to really be be on it. And uh, there was a lot of preparation for that song in particular. So uh, things like that is, 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 is something new and recording alone. So you embrace it. Anything that you do in life uh, that is new is, is a good thing because it kind of makes your mind think differently and anything you do in life also that you've been doing for so long as you have is also something that you embrace which is you know of course we're all at home doing the live streaming you've been at this for four decades you know and you have toured extensively you know Vakken, up the hammers dynamo dynamo open air like all these festivals that you played throughout your career i wanted to ask with those four decades of experience what was your favorite part about touring because now you kind of like taking an unseen step back and does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Cause we're talking culture, the fans, even the food. There's just so many things to take away from that experience. What was your favorite part about it? Well, one, one, I mean, a lot of different things are, are great about it, to be honest. Um, you know, certainly just traveling and, and being uh, exposed to all the different cultures in the world. I mean, I've been so many places. My passports have been full and, um, I'm, you know, grateful for that because I love seeing the world and all the, everything the world has to offer is, is just awesome. It's a great experience to be just in a city like Zagreb, Croatia, or, you know, Santiago or Dallas, you know, whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's, it's cool to be there. And then, and then to get to perform in front of these fans from all over the world is just another really great experience um, to eat the cuisine that you know, maybe is associated with some of these particular uh, regions um, is just another awesome experience. And, um, you know, I think it for me, I never went to college, you know, or Armored Saints started when we were like 19 years old. And I think I went to like one semester of junior college and I pretty much hated it because I was like, I'm in math class. I don't want to be in math. class. I didn't even do good in math in high school. Now I'm in math and college. I hate this. Um, but, um, and then we, then I basically left to go be in a rock band, but I always say that rock and roll is my college education. So I was pretty lucky that by traveling, it really opens your mind and opens your eyes to, to, to life. And you, you kind of get a different type of education, which I'm grateful for. So, yeah. um, you know, being on the, being on the bus and the camaraderie of the group and, and the band, and, um, that's always great. You know, through the years, my priorities have changed. You know, when I was in the eighties, I, I probably liked to party and, you know, that was a big, as much as I wanted to have great shows, I couldn't wait to <laughs> the party afterwards. <laughs> uh, I don't really live like that anymore because, 
trying to sing heavy metal when you're in your 50s you better be on it and be healthy and um and right now to, to perform at the highest level of of, of of my game i i really have to just take the best care of myself so you know being a singer sometimes isn't always fun because you, you've got to take care of yourself it means you got to get to sleep and you got to you know not drink and um, not that I need to keep doing that because I've done it so many times in my life. I've already experienced getting hammered and, uh, <laughs> you know, and then performing the next day. And, you know, you could bounce back when you're 25, not so much when you're 55. So um, touring is just there's a different mindset now. It's more about getting rest and um, and 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 being as healthy as possible. So again, priorities have changed, but I've had a lot of experiences in the different capacities of being on the road. And so, um, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's been my college education. It's the best way I can describe it. And another constant in your life has been albums. And this is your eighth studio album with Armored Saint, Punching the Sky coming out October 23rd. I know we covered a lot of things, but I will talk about the album right now, I promise. <laughs> coming out on Metal Blade Records on October 23rd. When did uh, production start for you specifically on this album? Um, well, we started recording, um, beginning of the year actually uh so before we, all the covid we, news we, information we, we, were, we were actually lucky to be re finished recording um and handing really the record off to jay to mix it um by right around the time the quarantine was recommended so uh we were fortunate uh, we gave it to him he was able to do it in his own uh, studio and, and mix it and he didn't need anyone there and he didn't want anyone there um, <laughs> and he wouldn't even if, if there was no COVID because he likes doing it on his own and that's great so um, uh, and keep in mind a lot of stuff we've recorded vocally um, we've made demos probably for the last year and a half of these songs and we kept a lot of vocal parts that that I recorded as demos because I would go to Joey's house he has a home studio um, and when we did uh, vocals for these demos, uh, I used to think, hey, I'm recording them to the best of my ability to see if I can keep some stuff because um, that's you want to be as productive as possible. And when it comes to singing, sometimes you won't sing something the same way again. You know, maybe it's just the nuance of your voice yeah. and it sounds. Um, you hit a note a certain way and you're like, okay, I'll let me re reproduce that. And you may never reproduce it again. So, or you you can say, oh, well, I can sing that way better because I know the song a lot better now, so I can do it better, and, and that's fine. And we went back in and re-recorded some things, obviously, that I, I thought I could do better. But the cool thing is we actually kept a lot of the original demo uh, recordings that we did over the course of writing. So um, it's a combination of those things. And uh, we were fortunate. We had some good luck with Armored Saint this time where um, the, the quarantining didn't actually prevent us from from continuing uh, the process of finishing the record and armor saint through the years doesn't always have the best luck so it'd probably be just our luck to have this happen right when we're going to start recording but it didn't this time we had some good luck yeah sometimes you need the luck and, and luck is easy you know that's definitely needed at this time a lot and and this time of our lives where we're all in and this album was produced by joey vera your bassist correct yeah, Joey's amazing uh, musician. He's amazing engineer. He's just he wears many hats and he wears them all very well. He's he manages the band, so um, you know he's just a talented guy. And he and he he's, he he made it easy for Jay to um, to mix it because the all the sounds and the production was great. We also worked with um, 
uh, Josh and Bill Matoyer, who worked on When Hands Down, right. and Josh mm-hmm. did the drum edits, and uh, Bill recorded all the guitars and and bass, and um, and that was great because uh, you know, we we have a history with Bill that goes back to you know our first recording ever. So um, it's it's cool to have that those kind of people that you feel comfortable with working with, and and you know they're going to deliver a great product. Between writing, structuring the songs, and the production process, like you just talked about. What challenges did you face this time around that you may have not faced with Win Hands Down or La Raza or or the previous albums? And by challenges, I mean like positive challenges, like, okay, this made me become a better vocalist or this made me become a better guitar player or just something like an element like that. Well, I think, you know, I've said this in, in numerous interviews, not that I'm trying to repeat myself, or, you know, <laughs> sure. but um, it, the, the truth is, is you just always want to push yourself as a writer. Uh, you always want to do something di- you haven't done before. Um, try to use different words, um, use different instruments, use um, a different arrangement mentality. Um, try different vocal uh, approaches to a song. Um, add in some different uh, elements, uh, like I said, with um, different instruments and um, uh, different uh, uh, feelings to songs that you haven't done before like for instance the song unfair is is a moody kind of ballady type song but it's different than what we've done in the past with things like uh, take a turn or another day so um hmm. as long as you're approaching things from a fresh perspective and saying let's try something else um and at the same time know what you do well and and really zeroing in on that as well so you're consistent um, it's a combination of being open-minded, um, pushing yourself as a writer and musician, and then also doing what you do well to make sure that there is that consistency there. So um, that's why I think we've made a great record. We, we're, we're trying all those different things. Do you see Punching the Sky as being a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life? I think every record is. You know, I think every record is a snapshot of, of where you are at that time. Um, that's why they should always be different from one another because you're not who you were in 1985. Uh, you're certainly a different person in 2000 and 2010. You know, you're always growing and um, and experiencing new things as a human. So you should attribute those things into your music. So um, it would be weird to say, well, you know, let's just follow up what we did in the 80s. You know, we did that well, so let's just do it. No, I mean, I love the 80s. Don't get me wrong. I love what we did <laughs> in the 80s. You know, I love Symbol. It came out in 91. But, you know, this is a new time. And so you you embrace the time where you're at. And between performing in Armored Saint, Anthrax, whether Stone Soldier or even Metal Allegiance, have your aspirations <laughs> or as a person or even as a band, have they changed or evolved since when you first started in the industry? Do you see things differently now? Well, you do, because life, you know, reveals itself. And the music business is, you know, it's a pretty rough business. It's you know, you, you got to be prepared. You got to be strong, uh, willed because, you know, people will, they'll punch it down. You know, you'll, you get a lot of, um, you get a lot of, um, people just telling you you're not good enough or, you know, this record's not good. Uh, you know, you're, you're not that great of a musician. There's better people. Um, it's a competitive world out there. So you got to be, you know, you got to be made a Teflon, you know, stuff's got to bounce off you. Um, and as time goes by, you build up that it's like a callus around you. Um, and, and I think it makes you a stronger person. It makes you have, um, an attitude, which you want to have an attitude when it comes to being a, for sure in a metal band. Um, so, um, as long as you just keep going and growing, 
um, and believing in yourself, then you'll be great. You'll be fine. And um, that's what we've done. I mean, Armored Saint, <laughs> it's, it's easy to say, you know, or you can really make the case that we've never really had a lot of financial success. Um, so that certainly isn't the, the motivating factor. I mean, we want to do well. We want to make money. We want to sell records. Who doesn't? Everybody does. You know, you know, if not, you would just make a demo and you wouldn't show it to anybody. Um, so, of course, we do. But, you know, in the end, I think we just really care about making the best music we can. And then and then you reveal it. You let it go. You put it out there for for the people to hear it. And, you know, you hope they dig it. Man, John, we covered pretty much everything from head to toe from like when first Armored Saints started out to where you guys are at right now. Now, this is the last part of the interview. Unfortunately, this is my favorite part. Okay. What I'm going to do, I did this to all my guests. I'm going right. to put you on the hot seat. Hot seat. And okay. what I'm going to do, I'm going to see if you know your own songs. Are you up to that challenge? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Oh, so, all right. So, <laughs> I, I handpicked just a few songs. Okay. Uh, you, I'm going to read a lyric. You tell me what song it's from. We're going to, oh, we're talking. Hey, we just I, covered four decades of Armored Saints. So, why not sum it up with these? <laughs> I think I, I feel pretty confident. Okay, it's I always love doing this because I've had artists who say, "Oh, I I won't get any of this," and they get every one of them right, and then I have uh -oh. artists who say, "Oh yeah, this is no problem," and they get all of them wrong. It's oh, always okay. great to, but okay. it shows how impressive your catalog is because with eight go. albums, I mean that's just you know it's easier said than done to just make eight albums, but you guys did that, so let's put that to the test. <laughs> so is this only going to be Saint? This is, this is, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be Saint only. Okay, okay. So I, I could do Anthrax. I could do Stone Soldier. I could do all those things, but that'll, that, that's gonna make this interview a bit longer than you would okay, want. Okay, trust well, me. Let's, let's, let's start with Saint. And the next time we talk, we'll do. You know, we could. <laughs> Sounds right. good. I'm gonna start you off easy. I promise. Okay. Okay. Foot apart must be contagious. Oh, so close, but something divides us. That's and us. And the attention span. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm throwing Short it back here. Memories, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm throwing it back here. Can't you see them up there, up on their hill so high, close enough for gunfire? Shoot them down to size, long way down. Dropping like flies. Oh wow, you already knew that. You already knew like what you were gonna say before I even finished. No. Saying that. <laughs> I love those. That, those are good lyrics, actually. Yeah, yeah and for my uh, listeners, that symbol of salvation came out in '91, like all the way back there. Cool. Okay. Moving on to strangers, I'm adored to ignored from pity to pure disgust. We lay and pollute this makeshift bed, but we never ever ride the bus. Ooh, that's a good one. This is a good, cool lyrics too. Bandit country. It's kind of yeah. about a homeless guy you used to see all the time um, driving to work, and he would just be there and he'd be on the bus stop. And I was like, does that guy ever even get on the bus? And I, you know, of course, I felt wow a lot of empathy for this person. And, um, yeah, it's cool. That's really actually cool. my that's a, that's actually my favorite one from La Raza. I was like, oh, I wonder if people get that. <laughs> it's a cool song. We need to play that live actually one day because I think it'd be great. If anything, I'm making you rethink your set list for the good. Good job, so. <laughs> good job, dude. You're on it. <laughs> All right, you're the youth bangers fight forevermore. Raise your golden hammer, bring it down like Thor. Love that. Oh, the force is going to bring us victory. No foe or rival will stop the energy. I mean, you know, probably could even be the lyrics to Punching the Sky because um, <laughs> it sounds like it, but it marches right. the horse. Yeah, 1984, man. The, I think it's the first, first or is this the first song off of March of yeah, the Saints? March, that's the title yeah, track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Easy to spot the, the perverts today. 
They're ripe like low-hanging fruit. Keep dirty <laughs> secrets tucked away or lie and murder all with the truth. Isn't that crazy? I'm reading that just at a time we're in right now. Insane. It sounds, it sounds pretty poetic. Um, yeah, that certainly can identify with what's happening now. Exercise and debauchery. But it was more about, you know, um, you know, people, the, the, the insanity associated with the porn industry and how, you know, it's affected uh. people. I mean, there's some people they say can't even have sex because they're, 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 they're so enthralled with porn that if they, you know, they can't have a normal sexual experience with their mate, which is bizarre and crazy. But, um, you know, that um, is poetic. Wow. What's, what's trippy is I love writing lyrics and then hearing them later and then it's going, Oh my God, that can identify with this that's happening, which is, has nothing to do with the original meaning of the song. I love that. You said hey, we talked about it. It's a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life. I think, I think anytime when you hear something, it takes you back to a certain, oh wow, okay, I remember this happening, and this right. is how I felt at that time. It's, I think it's powerful how words like that just take you at a certain time in your life. It's great. Right, but as you pointed out, now we can equate it to what's happening now, which Very is really true. cool. And then when people ask me, you know, they'll they'll tell me what they think a meaning of a song is, and I'll say, oh wow, that's awesome. You know, okay, cool. And they're, they'll say, oh, am I right? And I'm like, yeah, of course you're right, because that's what you think. And that's great. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Very, very well put. All right, got a couple more. Okay. I know that I'm not, that I know that I'm the only one that needs to prove it to myself. I don't need to fix your mind. It's already added to my wealth. Oh, God. I love, I love that one. I know that. I don't need. Let me repeat it one more time. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I think you got it. I think you were about to sing. I was like, okay, he's, he's going to belt it out right here. Okay, I know that I'm the only one that needs to prove it to oh, myself. Okay, I got it. I got it for the sake, which is funny. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. playing that song uh, on this live stream that we should make sure we kind of make sure we mention. So there we go. Um, it's a great song you know, for the sake of happiness. And you know this was coming. Up go the golden mast, float out to sea at last, roamed a thousand miles, still lonesome child, but my ship is coming in. Yeah, cool song, Isolation, because it really can, again, relate to what's happening now. And it does feel like, I, I think those, that particular verse was kind of writ, written like you were on a, on a boat out in the middle of nowhere all by yourself. Um, you know, it's it, it, you know you could be in your room by yourself or you can feel like you're on the ocean. I always trip out on these people who take like trips around the world and on, a, on their own boat, which is insane to me. Um, you know, and I kind of think of that too. So you could feel isolated yeah. in the room, uh, or you could feel isolated on a giant ocean. So, all right, last one. When the final bell is rung and the game's declared over, we speak the words goodbye, and I know it's forever. Um, upon my departure, which is yeah. a song that was written about my dad when he passed away, and thinking about how I was gonna kind of remember our relationship which wasn't always wasn't always the closest relationship but it was still my way of kind of paying tribute to my father who you know still had such a hand in shaping my life so wow uh man rest in peace man that's uh john you know your own songs man that's <laughs> you did I great do know my own songs <laughs> I, you had me you had me kind of a little fearful there at first i didn't want to mess up but i did pretty good Man, we covered eight albums. You know, we had uh, we also had Corey from Trivium uh, a few months back, and he got. And of course, their catalog is just as long as yours, and they he got every song on there. I think you're right up there with him. 
right. I, just, I, I, I did this with Chuck Billy too. Of course, Testaments. I mean, Testaments like goes on forever, and we, of course, he had a he had a few issues even there. But it's always great to you know revisit those lyrics from a time that you wrote it. Like, but we we've, we've been talking about that, so that's great. I mean, you got all the songs. <laughs> that's a really cool thing you just did, actually, because not only are you you know testing us as uh, writers, but you're reading those lyrics, and when you read lyrics like that without even putting them to music. They do sound poetic, and so you think about the meaning behind them, and that's really cool. I've been reading so many of these lyrics. I'm thinking, man, I could I could just put this together and just read this as a bedtime story to my kid if I wanted to, and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm proud of my. <laughs> well, maybe not everything, but you know what I'm saying. Like some of them are. It's just like it's so majestic. It takes you in a different mindset anytime you just read a word or just or just a, you know just a paragraph like that. So. Yeah, I think that, you know, um, one thing about lyrics is I really enjoy writing them. I feel like I still can able to do that really well. And, um, you know, I think that it's something that I, I cherish to do. And, um, you know, I, I, and I, I don't really get too many writer's blocks. I still am able to do it and where things come kind of naturally to me. And, um, you know, I'm lucky because as I get older, it could be something that would be, you know, uh, more of a challenge and, and really it isn't, which I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, and, and I love writing lyrics. I mean, that's, that's the one thing I think I still do pretty well. And, you know, I, I, I'm always happy when a song is completed and, and I hear, you know, the lyrics and the, the, the original idea and then how it kind of, kind of forms with, you know, the music. I just, I love that. More of the reason why the hot seat is that much more important, man. John, we again, we covered everything from top to bottom, and we're running out of time here. I won't, I don't want to keep you any longer. But is there anything, uh, lastly, you want to mention? Anything? Any shout outs? Any plugs? Just everything you have, just before we finish things off here. Um, let's talk about the live stream that we're going to do, which is um, on October 10th from the okay. University of Go 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 here in LA. Um, anybody can watch it, no matter where they're at, whether in in Big D there in Texas, or if they're in, you know, uh, the northern part of Finland, even if they, they just have to have Wi-Fi, of course, um, or, you know, out on a, well, I don't know about a boat in the middle of the Pacific, they may not have Wi-Fi <laughs> there, but, you know, any territory, it doesn't matter, it's a live stream, it's a live performance, we're going to do it October 10th, you can get tickets at armoredsaint.veeps.com, and, um, you know, it's going to be a fun show. We're going to play a bunch of new songs. We're going to play some deep tracks. Um, and you can buy a ticket. It's only 10 bucks, Or you can actually get a bundle where you can get the record and you can get um, a T-shirt. So depending on what you want to do there, it's, um, it's, you have some choices as to how much you want to you know, purchase and, and how much you want to invest in it. But if nothing else, come to the show. It's going to be weird to perform in front of basically nobody. Um, that will be very bizarre. But in any case, we still want to, uh, to have the show in the, the COVID times that we're living because this is this is what we have to do. We have to, to perform, even if it means in front of just cameras and and maybe a handful of people like a, like a glorified rehearsal. But come check it out. Again, armoredsaint.veeps.com. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, you know, it's it's making the best of the situation. You guys are doing just that. And everyone who's listening, this is John Bush of Armored Saint. Their eighth studio album, Punching the Sky, comes out October 23rd on Metal Blade Records. Please support these guys. Buy all the merch you can, everything John just mentioned. They'll be on the road as soon as you know. I mean, the reason 
they need your support. The bands need your support now more than ever. And if you love the music that, that you're listening to, this is the best way to support them. And that could not be stressed enough. John, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You be safe wherever you're at. And we'll do this next time, bud. Thanks a lot, Sonny. Great questions. Great interview. And uh, good luck tonight to your stars. And uh, be safe there in Dallas, all right? Man, if we win, it's going to be because of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right, buddy. Stay safe. Later. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.